Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me is Jonathan Barron. And this is a little different of an episode. Um, Full transparency, I am in a hotel room. I don't have my Shure microphone. John has a Shure microphone. This is definitely a bad look for me because John did an episode from his baby's birthing room. And I couldn't even bring one in my friend's wedding. Well, Vito, it's uh, first of all, Good evening. Um, right now, Vito and I are on different time zones. Um, but we promised, we, we promised the listeners that we would have an episode recapping the weekend on Monday morning. We could have made excuses. We could have said, ah, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll post it at some time. We almost did. But you know what? When push came to shove, I fed a baby. I changed a diaper. Vito did some dancing tonight. Hope the wedding was a blast. And here we are getting set to bring you all the action that happened in the Mets player development system this past weekend. And I do want to give a big shout out to Jay Horowitz. Jay Horowitz hooked me up with somebody from the Yankees, gave me amazing tickets to the Yankees Cardinals game. And I had such a fantastic time at that stadium. John, have you been to Bush Stadium? I have not been to Bush. I've actually never stepped foot in the state of Missouri. Um, I, I know that like it's kind of a cathedral of baseball, St. Louis is, or especially the ballpark village, Bush Stadium, the whole area there. Um, I'm sure I'll make it eventually, but I have not. But it sounded like you had a great time from the looks of it. You did. The pictures looked awesome. I had an amazing time. Uh, ben Tulibitz from the Yankees. He's the traveling press secretary for the game for the team. Uh, Jay Horowitz hooked me up with him. Ben gave me amazing seats. Um, it was incredible. I mean, the Cardinals, like what a beautiful stadium. John, it feels gigantic. Like it, it feels like a gigantic stadium, even though it's pr- it's the same capacity as City Field. Let me ask you one thing, and then we'll get uh, then we'll get the recap going because yeah. I know that you've got some uh, some people. Yes, to... most wedding activities to get to. I'm a groomsman. I have I have duties. You do, you do, folks. I mean, if this is not the the epitome of commitment, I do not know what is. But my question for you, Vito, is: Did you actively hear them use the term "bfibs" at all during your time at the stadium? No, I did not. Um, okay. And I also did not get to have some toasty Ravs at the game. Oh, is that a thing at that? Is that a thing in St. Louis or is that like a Bush Stadium St. thing? St. Louis toasted raviolis is like a big thing in St. Louis. And I did not get to try it until I got to the wedding. I know their pizza is weird and they cut their bagels in a way that is borderline criminal. But eh, I mean, did you, have, did you have any Budweiser while you were there? A little Bud Heavy? I took the Budweiser tour. I went to the I went to oh. the Heiser Bush Distillery. Went took the tour. Um, Bud Selects is a big thing out here, so I had a bunch of Bud Selects. That's like their nice 
me and my college friends who were all at this wedding were joking about how in college we crushed Bud Light Platinums. Yeah. And while we were here, we were all loving Budweiser Selects, which is like their lightest beer they make, and it's only available in St. Louis. But I think, you know, we did three minutes of small talk and catch up. Me yeah. and John are best buddies, and, like, we don't – you know, it's rare we have to catch up. We usually see each other every day. So this is like a rare moment where we had to do some of that for yes, you as a listener. This is genuine. Well, I'm glad you got to see the uh, the factory when in Rome. And when Blade Tidwell is on the mound, it is must-watch stuff. And Blade Tidwell was, quite frankly, at the best uh, form of himself we've seen as a professional on Friday night. And Vito, as you see in the outline, um, we're going to do this a little differently this episode. Instead of going level by level recapping the weekend, we're just going to kind of go through the big performances from each day this past weekend, what happened. Then we'll hit you with the final scores, so we won't leave that part out. But really want to just highlight some of the, the bigger storylines from the player development system. So like I said, we start with Blake Tidwell. Blake Tidwell struck out 11 batters in seven. Did I call him Blake Tidwell? I might have called him Blake Tidwell. I, I did that Blake. last week. It's I did that last week, and then when you go back to edit it, you can't even tell. So yeah. let's just let the people know. You know it's Blade. You know it's not yeah, Blake. I know it's Blade. I feel like it might have just come out the wrong way, but Blade with a D. He was razor sharp. You see what I did there? Struck out 11 batters, a career high in seven innings pitch, just one run allowed and three hits. So Blade Tidwell now has, and get this, Vito, a 1-3-4 ERA in eight starts since May 17th. His strikeout rate is over 36% in that span. So he has struck out more than a third of the hitters that have stepped into the batter's box. Safe to say Blade Tidwell is about as comfortable as you could be in the South Atlantic League, a pitcher that absolutely no one wants to be facing right now. Yeah, man, it has been really fun to watch Blade Tidwell pitch this year. I mean, like, I think John and I talked before the season. We thought he was going to be good, but how well he is doing in his first full minor league season is just insane. Um, Paul Gervais, another person we've interviewed for the show, please go check out that interview. Finished the 5-1 win off with two scoreless, and he struck out three. And, John, that is 50 strikeouts in 32.2 innings pitched. And the fun doesn't stop there on Friday night. Kevin Parada and Stanley Consuegra both homered in that win. And that's a 500 slugging percentage since May 27th for Kevin Parada. I mean, kids on an absolute tear. Since we've seen him, I feel like we saw him at his low point, and ever since then he's just been crushing. Yeah, and when you watch him right now, he definitely has a different look in the batter's box. I know that kind of sounds like some cookie-cutter analysis, but I did take some time to watch back a few of his at-bats this weekend. He looks more comfortable at the plate. He looks calmer at the plate. He doesn't look like he's guessing as much. He looks like he's in control of the plate appearances when he's in the batter's box and it's showing up in the in the box score each and, and every night. And that's something that we both said when we were at the game. We were watching him in the box. And like John said, it sounds like a cookie-cutter analysis, but it was noticeable in real time while we were at the game watching Kevin Parada take hacks. It just looked like his his swing looked slow. Like it, it At the time, it almost looked like he was swinging underwater, and he's just really, really been on a tear since then, improved everything all around. Jet Williams also just doing so well right now, went two for four with his first home uh, – Went two for four with his fourth homer of the season. And um, before we keep moving on, I'm going to mention Luke Ritter, who's really turned out to be a fantastic prospect. Two for three with a double for Syracuse. 
Yeah, Luke Ritter, uh, he also had two hits on Saturday. So after a bit of a slow start following the promotion from Binghamton to Syracuse, Luke Ritter has figured out AAA pitching. Only one more step for Luke Ritter, and that obviously is making that Major League debut. But right now, the OPS, including Sunday, around 900 in his last 13 games. So Luke Ritter definitely impressing for the Syracuse Mets. Jose Quintana made a rehab start. For the Syracuse Mets, that was his fourth rehab start. So he continues to work his way back. We'll see where, if he has a fifth rehab start lined up, nothing announced quite yet. Uh, Quintana up around 60 pitches now. So perhaps the Mets want to continue to stretch him out, get him around to maybe 80 before he debuts for the Mets. But let's round out the day on Friday. Wyatt Young, who has filled in atop the Rumble Ponies lineup for Matt Rudick since Matt Rudick went down. He had two hits on Friday night. Wyatt Young has done a really nice job filling in. And, of course, remember Wyatt Young went straight from single A to triple A due to injury, and he went on an absolute tear. He became sort of a folk hero for the Syracuse Mets. So a second straight season where he's answered the call when opportunity has called. Jose Peroza, one of my favorite guys to talk about. Steady Eddie, as I think I want to start calling him, because every single night, Jose Peroza with a base knock, an extra base hit, an RBI. He's doing something all the time, always getting on base, goes two for three, homered on Friday night, another big performance. And a couple couple other guys here, Julio Zayas went three for four with a homer for DSL Orange. And on Friday afternoon, and I'm saving the best for last year, Jonah Tong made his professional debut after a long wait. Jonah Tong drafted by the Mets in the 2022 draft a seventh-round pick, Jonah Tong, a Canadian. We just celebrated Canada Day. Happy Canada Day to you, Vito. What did you do for Canada Day on Saturday? I went to uh, the Cardinals game and uh, rehearsal hey, dinner. The Cardinals, what colors do they wear? You tell me. Red and white, the colors of Canada. Oh, Canada. That's right. And, you know, we, uh, we, we had some fun at City Field over the weekend in celebration of Canada Day. I'm a big Canada guy, big hockey fan. Canada's a great country. Um, the Mets really have not had many Canadians at all in their history. Jason Bay is the most recent Canadian in Mets history. You own his jersey. What well, that that is right. I uh, I do have his jersey, um, but there really just have not been too many Canadians at all in the history of the Mets. But the Mets right now have two pretty notable pitching prospects. Number one is Jonah Tong. Number two is Calvin Ziegler. For Tong in his professional debut for the FCL Mets was touching 95, so great to see Jonah Tong finally getting that professional career going. Did you do carbon copy for Canada Day? We did not, and for anyone not familiar, carbon copy is, uh, is a lookalike cam that uh, you know is, is done in many stadiums and arenas. We did not. Well, we did actually. We, um, so we played this game when the Blue Jays were in town called A or Nay, which we pretty much put a fact in front of a fan, and A is yes and Nay is no. Um, and we, we did Canadian Towns. So it was, is this a real town or did we make it up? And if you Google, and I implore everyone to do this, either weird Canadian town names or funny Canadian town names, there are some doozies. There are some that you truly cannot believe, some that I'm not even going to mention on this podcast because we, we try to keep it family friendly here on the future of flushing. It's all about the kids, right? But um, yeah, that's what we did. So it was fun. And that appropriately comes after Jonah Tong's debut. I was racking my brain. Jim Henderson, if you remember him, Mets reliever, I think in around 2015, Calgary boy. So uh, probably a big Calgary Flames fan. Not sure, but I'm just making that up. But um, yes, happy Canada Day to everybody. 
And obviously, congrats to Jonah Tong on his debut. Looking forward to see him the rest of the season. Now let's move on to the final scores from Friday all around the Mets player development system veto. Syracuse lost 10 to 6 to Scranton. Binghamton lost 4 to 3 to Hartford. Brooklyn won 5 to 1 versus the Jersey Shore. St. Lucie 4 3 versus Dunedin. As you know, we went over this in detail the other day. That's right. That is near Clearwater. DSL Blue lost 9 0 to the DSL Phillies. DSL Orange 1 8 6 versus the DSL Giants. And the FCL Mets game got the suspended in the top of the third versus FCL Astros. Now let's move on to Saturday. Now there's a few things I want to mention about Saturday off the bat. Mm-hmm. One, big promo in Brooklyn. It was Dino Day. They I had a bunch of dinosaurs out that. there. Dude, we were all supposed to go together before you went and had a kid and ruined all of our good times for each other. The Mets were home this weekend. What are you talking about? I was also, going I had a wedding. I'm obviously joking. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I never <laughs> agreed to that. <laughs> um, but it was Dino Day at the Cyclones game. But as exciting as that is, and even it was also Brandon Nimmo bobblehead day at the Cyclones game that day. As exciting oh. as all of that is, you know what the biggest promotion of the night probably was? It was a big one. It wasn't even a promotion. It was just that Luke Voigt was wearing no sleeves and just looking like a jacked king during the Syracuse Mets game. Completely stole the show. And I think JB John Barron has a new nickname he has for the boy. That's right, because Luke Voigt made absolute ways if you hadn't reached your late your rate limit. You saw it all over Twitter on Saturday, by the way. What the hell, Elon? Um but yeah, Luke Voigt comes up, no sleeves, has two buttons undone, just letting this, the chest salad fly, and then he let a baseball fly. Hit one 424 feet. It was a nuke. And then I was like, hey, that rhymes with Luke. Nuke <laughs> Voigt. That's the nickname. And Luke Voigt just, I mean, as, uh, as, as one person I know, uh, shout out Brendan McCain. We'll, we'll say, we'll give sh- Brendan a shout out. Um, it's a whole lot of dude. That is just as dude as it gets right there. What Luke Voigt pulled off on in Syracuse on Saturday night. We're a Luke Voigt podcast now. I mean, after seeing him with no sleeves, just looking great. It reminds me of Yasiel Puig when he was playing for the Reds and he was wearing that cool Cincinnati Red sleeveless jersey. Oh, heck yeah. There was another Luke that had another big night on Saturday. It was Luke Ritter, Vito. Luke Ritter, quite the prospect, went two for three again on Saturday. I mean, you just can't keep the kid down. Rowdy Jordan went one for three with a double. Two runs batted in. And Daniel Juarez recorded four outs without allowing a run. I mean, what more can you ask from the kids? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and uh, on Sunday night, for all the Met fans who obviously watched the Met game, you saw Grant Hartwig play a pivotal role in this game, and it really makes you uh, makes you think what else is down there in the player development system that can either come up this season or next season and help the Mets in the bullpen because Grant Hartwig, three strikeouts, two ground balls, completed two innings without allowing a run, and he won his first major league game tonight. So shout out Grant Hartwig. If you haven't listened, Vito and I talked to Grant at spring training. Great interview, one of the most cerebral guys I've ever spoken to. 
that plays for a major league team. But there are a lot of other guys in this system that can help in terms of the bullpen. Nate Lavender is one. Brendan Hardy who's running a, a K rate close to 45% right now. Um, Paul Gervais, who we talk about a lot. Saul Garcia, Trey McLaughlin, Daniel Juarez, just to name a few. So a lot of enticing arms. Uh, down at the, in the minor league level, who maybe you don't hear so much about. We talk about the starting pitchers, but there's a lot of intrigue when it comes to some of these bullpen arms as well. And I want to give a big shout-out to Nick Morabito. Went three for five with a double and a triple. And, I mean, I, look, I'm a Nick Morabito guy. Uh, I'm going to be honest with the listener. It's pretty easy to make us really root for a guy, and it's just us having a nice conversation with a fella. And Nick Morabito was just so easy to talk to at spring training and such a fascinating story telling us about his uncle who had a batting cage in their basement and trained him from just a young age. And the kid just loves baseball cares so much about the quickest way to get the bat to the ball. So every time I see Nick Morbido do something in a game, it just is a great thing to hear. And John, before I move on to the final scores, is there any last notes you want to bring up? Yeah, I want to bring up Kevin Villavicencio, an infielder for the St. Lucie Mets. And this is first time, long time. First time we're mentioning him on the podcast here. And Kevin Villavicencio, who had a fast start to the season, kind of cooled off a little bit in the middle part of the season, had a huge week. On Wednesday, he had a grand slam. On Saturday, he recorded three hits. It was the second time he had three hits in a game this season. And then on Sunday, he stole a couple of bases. So Villavicencio, a 19-year-old infielder, talked about Junior Tillian. We've talked about Jacob Reimer. We've talked about Jet Williams. Via Vicencio, another infielder to keep an eye on for that St. Lucie Mets team. Had a huge week. We'll see if he can keep up the great play as we move forward. And just to wrap up with those final scores for Saturday night, Syracuse lost 8-3. to Binghamton lost 5-2. to Brooklyn lost 4-0. to St. Lucie lost 10-3. to Guys, I know. I know. It's not yes. fun to read four losses yeah, in a row. I was going to say, maybe we skip this part, but just go on. But I'm just going to keep going. The FCL Mets won 8-4. to The DSL Orange did lose 5-2, to and it's going to hurt even more because it was the DSL Yankees. And any time it's a Yankee team, I don't care what level it is, it hurts a little more. DSL Blue lost 6-2 to to the DSL Rays. And now we're going to move on to Sunday where recent Eastern League Player of the Week, Luis Moreno, struck out seven hitters over five innings and allowed just one run. Kid's got a 1.33 ERA in his last five games now with 35 strikeouts and a sub one whip. Yeah, Luis Moreno, there are a lot of Met fans who maybe hadn't heard the name Luis Moreno, caught wind of him after he was named the Eastern League Player of the Week last week. And um, I was curious to see how Luis Moreno would respond, especially after he had his start pushed back. He hadn't started in a week, but the, the time off didn't really seem to bother him at all. Another good outing for Luis Moreno, who continues to miss bats, who continues to limit runs. So Luis Moreno on an incredible run of his own. There was another great pitching performance in the Mets player development system on Sunday, and that was Felipe De La Cruz, who struck out eight batters over six innings, allowed just one run on Sunday, doing that for the St. Lucie Mets. So De La Cruz, with arguably his best start of the year, we've talked about Luis Rodriguez, Luis R. Rodriguez, that is, as one of the best lefty pitching prospects in the entire organization. Felipe De La Cruz, um, right there on that same in that same stratosphere as Luis Rodriguez, and he showed why on Sunday afternoon. Um, Jimmy Loper actually came in relief of Felipe De La Cruz. We're going to talk about a couple of 2022 draft relief arms right now. Jimmy Loper and Dylan Tabrock 
Loper is a 23-year-old, actually from Honolulu, Hawaii. So from the island, Vito, I'm doing a little shaka bra sign <laughs> right here. Vito went to Hawaii earlier, and he told me whenever there was a lane merger on the road, they would throw you a shaka bra, right? Every time you let somebody in, they threw you a shaka. And I was annoying when I got back from Hawaii. Very, and yes. I kept telling people <laughs> that I was from the island and that I wanted to be back home on my land. I went to the island of Waikiki. I loved it. Waikiki. Waikiki. Hey, man. Yeah. You're not going to Hawaii. It's been a while. It's been a while since you've been hey. to the island. I get it. Hey, I'm not trying to upset anybody from St. Louis. One of my, my fiance makes fun of me because every time we go somewhere, I come back and I love the place so much that I claim yeah. I'm from there. You're not feeling I'm that. not going to lie to you all. I'm not going to be claiming I'm from St. Louis when I get back to City Field. Before we talk more about Jimmy Loper and Dylan Brock, I just want to know, did you think about doing the arch or just you're not interested? I can see the arch from like. No, but you can go up to it. And do what? And just like look but at take the pictures. People go into the Statue of Liberty. I don't. I'm from New York City. I don't I go. No, I'm just saying, like, people like to go up to tall things. I get it, but I was in the stadium and I got a picture where you could see, I sent you the picture of the stadium. You could see the arch in the background. That seemed like more than enough to me. But seeing the arch and being in the arch are two different things. Dude, the arch is fantastic. It's a really cool thing. The It's like the start of the journey of Lewis and Clark, also yeah. St. Louis. The St. Louis is the patron saint of Freemasonry. Or is it Masonry? I don't know. I know there's I a big difference. Free. I think it's Freemasons. Freemasonry. Yeah. That right. Yeah. So he's the patron saint of Freemasonry and ironworks. So like there is like a lot of meaning to it, but yeah. I, I could see it from anywhere. Like I, I've never had interest in going up to the Statue of Liberty, but well, yeah. yeah, you're from New York. But if you weren't from New York, you probably would. Just like if you weren't from New York, you'd also probably go. to. OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The top of the Empire State Building. Anyway, we could talk about that forever. We're not going to go any further on that. Jimmy Loper, the 23-year-old from Honolulu. That kind of kicked off that tangent right there. Played his college ball at Duke. So we have a Dookie, another smart fella, just like Scott Schoenweiss was a Dookie. Did you know that, Vito? Wait, I want to say one more thing about Hawaii. Okay. They love Ron Darling. Every time I told somebody I worked for the, for the Mets there, they brought up Ron Darling and Sid Fernandez. What about Benny? I mean, Benny's a, oh, dude, all of them. I mean, like, dude, the Mets have such a rich Hawaiian history, which when we talked to Wyatt Young, yes. who also has Hawaiian lineage, yes. we brought this up to him being like, hey, man, is it is it cool, like, playing for this – organization that has such this rich Hawaiian legacy. So just, I did just want to bring that out, but no, I did not know that about Scotty shown your favorite man of all time. Yes. Um, but yeah, Jimmy Loper on Sunday struck out five batters faced nine retired all now as an ERA just North of three on the season. So he was a member of the 2022 Mets draft class as was Dylan to Brock and to Brock on Sunday, he struck out six of the 13 batters he faced for Brooklyn and to Brock on the season has a 216 ERA and a 38% strikeout rate. He was an eighth round pick out of Creighton University. That's in Nebraska. Have you been in Nebraska yet, Dylan? Uh, I just called you Dylan. Vito? I'm not Dylan to break. I'm Vito Khaleesi. I know. And I don't remember how I started this episode. I don't remember if I started at Khaleesi or Khaleesi. That's for the listeners. Khaleesi, I remember. It was? Okay, I'm on a roll. Yeah. No, I've never been in Nebraska. All right. I, uh, 
I haven't either. Yeah, no, I haven't been to Nebraska. But anyway, why the hell would you start that as a conversation starter? Why would you ask me about Nebraska? I don't know. I mean, you're in a random state right now. You're in Missouri. That's pretty much true. Yeah, it's it's pretty random. But yeah, Dylan to Brock, another one of those arms I was just talking about when I mentioned Grant Hartwig. Um, another arm who just is missing bats. There's a lot of swing and miss on the pitching side in this Mets organization right now. There is a a a wealth of exciting upside when it comes to the starting staff, obviously, and also the, the relievers. So a lot for Mets fans to be excited about. And we finally finish on Sunday with Stanley Consuegra, homered on Friday, as Vito told you. Also homered on Sunday. So that's his second homer in the last three days. Consuegra, who's dealt with some injuries this season, has seven homers already, and he hits absolute nukes like Luke Voigt. We saw that in spring training. We were being told about how hard and how far he could hit the ball. And right on cue, he hit one about 440 feet right in front of our face. So Consuegra, one of the big power bats in the Mets organization. And Vito, why don't you take us out here by giving the final scores from Sunday's action in the player development system? Well, Syracuse did get rained out. Binghamton won for one versus the Hartford Yard Goats. Brooklyn, unfortunately, lost 11 to six. St. Lucie also lost two to one. So that wraps up your weekend in the minor leagues. There's a lot more games going on on um, tomorrow's slate of games. I don't Monday know what slate. Monday slate. Monday. Well, today slash tomorrow. Yeah. Look, we record the show at weird times, so it's like kind of hard to say when today, when tomorrow is. This is the but weirdest one. This is definitely the weirdest one. This is definitely the weirdest one. Um, I literally have been at one of my best friend's weddings. One of my best friends in the world. You know what? Let me give a big shout out to Dan Gargiulo, Emily Gardner. Congratulations on your nuptials. I had a fantastic time being a groomsman. You didn't have to pick a really, really swampy, hot, humid city like Missouri for your wedding. Missouri's not really a city. It's a state. Hmm? Missouri's not a city. It's a state. Well, you know, St. Louis, the city, Missouri, the state. I was struggling on the steps, John, and I thought I was going to pass out at one point. Well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad we were able to get this in. But, nice but, I mean, but it was a beautiful wedding. I don't want to seem like I'm being mean. It was a beautiful wedding. I, I uh, had a great time. I never doubted it. Never doubted it for a second. Never doubted that we were going to figure out the perfect time to record this episode, recap all of the action in the Mets player development system. And like Vito said, a full slate on Monday. Usually they take Monday off, but not this Monday. So we will be back at it on Tuesday morning. You drink your coffee. You get caught up. You enjoy. We'll go on tangent. We'll fill you in. It'll be great, as we always do. Vito, any last words, my friend? Only words to see you in the future. And, as always, enjoy the stock music. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. <laughs>